Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Coyotes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks, everyone, for joining here today on this wonderful uh, Friday, March 26th. Once again, I'm your host, Rob Leonio, back here with you. Just before we get uh, uh, anything going, I will let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app for the iOS App Store and find one of our Locker Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. Hope you guys have all been well. I've been... uh, uh, I've been off for a little bit, as you probably noticed. I uh, had to take a little bit of a mind reset. I had a bit of a, uh, just a little bit of an overwhelming month. It's okay. Nothing, you know, I think we all, we, we've all gone through uh, times like that, you know, months like that, weeks like that. It's, but don't worry, all is okay. I'm back. Ready to talk to you guys since Coyote's Hockey. As we're ramping up, we're pa- ha- past halfway through the season. I have a lot to talk about uh, because, I, because of how much. Um, how much we've missed here, but you know we have, we have a lot to get to. Um, today's episode is going to be a lock a, a crossover with uh, our friends over at Locked On Sharks to get ready for this weekend's series, Arizona Coyotes and San Jose Sharks, and we're going to be talking a lot of Coyotes and Sharks over the next couple of weeks because well you you'll find out that we'll be playing them a lot down this final stretch of the season. Um, just a bit of a teaser to get you like get you ready for any future episodes from me. I'm gonna, you know, I'll start ramping things up for the trade deadline. Ramp things up for you know what should we should expect for the rest of the season. Um, you know, talk about playoffs or not. Um, you know, what should the Coyotes do? A bunch of stuff like that. But uh, we'll all get to that as we progress. But until then. We'll go ahead and uh, turn it over to our friends at Locked On Sharks to uh, help carry this conversation. They're, they're the ones to start, have most of this conversation going. So turn it over to them as we get started for the day. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Locked On Sharks, your daily source of everything Team San Jose. I'm your host, Kyle Demetrius, and today we have a crossover episode uh, because the Sharks are playing the Coyotes for the first time in 84 years. They played them on the first two games of the season and then have not returned since, uh, which is cool. Schedule making. Awesome. It's great. Uh, now they play them like six times in the next five weeks, and it's going to be weird as hell. Um, like I said, I'm your host. Back with me, as always, are JD and Eric, the barbacoa and uh, carnitas tacos to my fish taco. Uh, those are all good choices. I will hear no slander on any of them. Uh, no, I'm with you. I'm with you on all those. those uh, great. Yeah, those are all good. I'll take barbacoa. So. Yo, go yeah. rules. It's better yeah. than Carnitas. Anyway, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. I'm I am a white. Um noted white Rob, male. <laughs> our our host, our uh, the crossover episode is with locked on coyotes and host Rob Leano, and he obviously uh is Spanish. Uh and can probably tell us if I'm saying barbacoa right or wrong. No, you're not too far off. Yeah, that's close. Good enough. Just like every other white guy in history, yeah, that's good enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, be happy it wasn't completely butchered. So. Yeah, a long, proud history of that's good enough. So uh, I was in, uh, I was at a Chipotle in New York, and somebody asked for a barbecue cola. <laughs> I was, I was sick. It was at Chipotle too. I just died laughing, and the guy turned around and was like, "Hello," and I was just crying laughing. Um, uh, my favorite uh, 
my wife when she was at uh i think it was like subway or something like that and the girl behind her they were like they're ordering sandwiches and instead of saying like what type she just said meat she didn't like specify she just wanted meat on her sandwich <laughs> hell yeah that kind of rules that's kind of a flex hi meat. meat sandwich <laughs> what, would you, what, you, what would you do if you were the sandwich artist like what would give you them the most on expensive one all the meats put like one piece of every single yeah. meat on it yep just wrap it up no bread just it's just a meat just just meat, would, and, uh, meat it's and, like a rubber and band a ball and meat. paper yeah <laughs> that uh that'd be sick um not from yeah, subway that'd be that'd be, that'd be Sorry, dope subway. actually uh i like subway R- R- rob what what is your heritage i am uh, half mexican half filipino uh oh nice i've been in the philippines that's dope uh what is your what is your taco stance the half mexican portion of you um in terms of my preferences i am yeah yeah, yeah. I, i'm a huge fan of al pastor mm. oh hell yeah um and then uh carne asada would be number two there that. you go those are damn i feel seen right now i love it's it like that's a good, that's a good, I, i'm a, I'm a carnitas boy myself but those are those are two uh solid choices as well i would i'm a carne asada and then uh barbacoa those are yeah but i don't and, i don't think you can I'll, go wrong yeah i'll say this i Personally, I'd actually judge my taquerias down here in Tucson based off how good their al pastor is. Mm. Really? That's good. If, you need to have yeah. the base. Like when you go to a new place, you always have to have like the base. Like, okay. Like for me, it's like pulled pork when I go to like a barbecue place. Just to, like that's your base that you got to judge it against. So, and I'm st- I still have yet to try those because there's, there's one on like every corner here. So, what, <laughs> what do you think? What do you think makes is it like the, the spice mixture that goes in? in like the marinade or what what do you think or i guess not marinade but like you know what makes a good al pastor it's definitely yeah it's definitely how they made the marinade i can't say exactly you know what makes it good but there's that it's secrets there's there's the soft (laughs) there's the tenderness of the meat if it's like don't want it too soft but also don't want it too like burnt Mm -hmm. um but you still want a nice little crunch yeah yeah you want you want a little crunch but also a little bit of you want to you want to be able to like get a little bit of softness into yeah yeah. a little bit of tenderness um as well as whether or not they actually use fresh pineapple chunks mm. and you can tell what pineapple hold on <laughs> locked on tacos that's the sabor right there that's the that's how you get it i have never once in my life i've been to mexico one time uh i had tacos in Tulum on my birthday it was sick uh but people don't put pineapples on tacos in canada what what is this I love it's, pineapple. I'm not. I'm not horrified. I'm just wondering so if al, we've been doing it wrong. Al pastor, yes. it's this just naturally like most most places will put a little bit of pineapple in their al pastor to kind of balance the flavor. Mm-hmm. You have you have a little bit of that spicy that could take that sweetness to be, really balance it in. So we don't really have al pastor up here that much. Like you can't like it's not a common thing. It's not like a staple on like a taco menu. Yeah, it's not. It, it's. Um, Something I really only discovered more recently as I went moved further south. It makes sense, like uh, you know, because like if you're Hawaiian pizza, it's pineapple and and bacon. So I think that pork, pork and pineapple is a good combo. But uh, we should probably talk about the sharks and coyotes at some point. I don't want to. <laughs> I, I, guess I don't know, man. I could. I'm. Fuck those I, it's, it's been a while. You know. You know what's great about about getting tacos in Mexico is all the tortillas are handmade. The, that's oh, like the one difference i find also they're in cheap. the u.s <laughs> yeah 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 that's that true that's true of course but like in the u.s they usually use the standard kind of store-bought corn tortillas and those are those are good enough but 
in Mexico, you can't get a taco without it being a homemade tortilla. And that just makes such a huge difference, like such a huge difference. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go jump off this call now and start driving for the border. <laughs> get some tacos. I'm only about, um, uh, an hour and a half from, so I can go oh, right into the Galas if I want to. I'm jealous. No Galas. What a place. What a place, man. I'm Damn. Jealous. I'm jealous. I, if I drive to the border, I just end up in fucking America. Um, <laughs> that was a good, that was, that was a solid, that, that was, was good. That was a well-placed joke. I like that. I like that. Uh, Bellingham, Washington shout out. What up? <laughs> Uh, I'm actually not that far away from Idaho. I like to check out Idaho, and I've been to Montana. I'll never go back. Um, Rob, I have Filipino food thoughts, but we'll discuss this later. So who's the Al Pastor oh, yes. taco of the – oh, no, it's not a good thing. We're going to fight. Uh, <laughs> um, who's the Al Pastor taco of the Coyotes? Who's the Who's the man? Uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely got to be Jacob Chikrin. That guy is – He's 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 the cornerstone of this uh, the Coyotes team at least the at least this last month that's how, how it's been seen to me. So he's only twenty two, which is mind blowing to me. Yeah, because uh, I feel like he's been he's in the nasty. league forever. The dude walked into the league after getting drafted sixteen overall. He's just like, no, also, I'm doing he, this. He's, he's from Boca Raton, Florida, which is the absolute rules. That's like my favorite <laughs> fact of all time. Boca Raton, Florida, like the retirement home of Florida. It's nasty. Gotta love it. Yeah, he's, um, he's one of my favorite players um, for sure. I've seen. Like, okay, you know. yeah, sorry. Uh, if you were, the Coyotes are obviously in a bad way because they don't have their first and their third pick uh, because of cheating, and they've drafted some suspect characters like Barrett Hayton, uh, who who knows if he'll work out, and they haven't really done. They're kind of always in the semi stasis rebuild kind of thing. So if you had to pick five guys to build around. Coming up at the deadline, everybody must go except for these five guys. Who are your guys? So I'm keeping uh, Jacob Chikrin, Connor yep. Garland, Christian Dvorak, Clayton Keller, and I couldn't give you really a fifth. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Dude, the Yotes are sick, huh? That's nice. That's a nice. That's a nice. Uh... All right, uh, pick one of their prospects who you'd have to keep along with these guys who which of their prospects do you think has the best chance of of making the biggest impact when he makes it to the nhl probably victor Soderstrom. i was just you know, seeing this guy in in tucson he's he's shown some real great promise and i'm like all right i want to see this guy in the nhl maybe soon well we saw him for a couple of games but are there any are there any like uh plays in particular that you remember of his um not not particularly because again because the the last few this last month in Tucson has been absolute dog shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, okay, that them, happens. They, that they happens. lost. They, they lost like I don't know what was it like eight of their last ten games or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was not good. But yeah, I, I think the the only way I can say is just Soderstrom and I would say maybe a little bit of Jan Yannick too. That has, they're the only guys that kind of like showed some glimpses out of those prospects who I'm like, all right, these guys are going to be good pretty soon. All right, we're going to continue this conversation with uh, Locked On Sharks in just a little bit. Thanks, everyone, for joining on this episode and this wonderful crossover, Locked On Coyotes, Locked On Sharks. Before we continue, we are going to, uh, you know, put out a little bit of uh, uh, just take care of a couple housekeeping items and in that we have the uh 
Uh, well, just 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 little things to let you know. For example, BetOnline.ag guys is the leader in betting on sports. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And you know, with the uh, Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament just this weekend, as well as the Elite Eight coming up as well. Um, you know, even even further than that, Final Four, all stuff like that. Might as well go ahead and find the best place to bet on sports, and that is BetOnline.ag. It has real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And you can also bet on hockey, too, if you want to, but it's it's a good time to to bet on college basketball, college sports. That's that, that, that's that's my two cents on there. But go ahead and check it out yourself. Head to the website and use your mobile device. Sign up for your free account today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you need to do is use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get that 50% welcome bonus once again with that first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Yad Yannick sounds fake, first of all. What's his deal? He's a uh, he's a formidable power forward. I talk, you know, that's that's the one thing that uh, I actually asked uh, the uh, Roadrunners coach uh, Steve Potvin about, and I was like, hey, like, tell me about uh, these, you know, the top tier prospects in Soderstrom and Yannick. And he's like, Yannick's he's physical. He will freaking he'll like fight you for the puck, and he'll crash the net, and like, and he can score. And based off the first couple of games, especially against the uh, the Barracuda, your you know, your guys' little uh, your uh, minor team, as well as uh, what the next couple, next couple of games against Ontario and to start the season, I'm like, yeah, he was right. He's physical, and he can score goals. That's what, that's that's what the Coyotes need. They need a guy like that. Um, who's the third? If those are the two top guys, who's the third guy? I mean, the third guy. Um, you know, he's one of the best players for Tucson. Whether or not he's going to make the – he would ever really make the Coyotes is another question. Um, and that's Michael Bunting. He's a – I've never heard of this human being before in my entire huge, life. And I a, study drafts with Eric in our spare time. He's a huge goal scorer, but – Like huge as in like lots of goals or huge as in he's like my size? He's huge as in lots of goals. He's, I, I believe, if not mistaken, right now the uh, – uh, the leader in goals or points in the American Hockey League, if things still stand the same, but at least the leader for the for the Roadrunners. I like that. I like that. There's a there's a NFL cornerback on the Buccaneers. Oh, st- uh, I almost said Stanley Cup champion, uh, Super Bowl champion, Sean Murphy Bunting. So when you said it, Michael Bunting, that reminded me of that. Even though there's nothing similar about the two of them except for their last name and one of them is hyphenated. Anyway, there you go. so. Um. We got three players, three exciting players coming on up. JD, JD, was, take it. I was going to say, uh, so the Coyotes been kind of known for their great goalies when they're uh, healthy. What is the current goalie situation in Arizona right now? So Darcy Kemper, injured reserve, unknown injury, lower body injury. Ouch. Antiranta, no one knows, also injured, <laughs> injured reserve. Um, just got placed on the injured reserve. I believe earlier this week. Um, so that They're both out. To, yeah. Yes. So that leaves it to Aiden Hill, who started the season on the taxi squad, and Ivan Prosvatov, the starter for the Roadrunners. Those are the goal. And David Tendek, who's now in the taxi squad. Fake name. Yes. NHL 22 generated player, first guy after your first draft. Yes. Yeah. Sounds about right. And the thing is, Tendek even came straight from 
the ECHL from Rapid City. Like I had not heard of his name until, until this like last couple of weeks. So. I will say the one thing though with the ECHL for goalies, I think it's not as much of a death sentence as it is for skaters because I feel like teams are realizing that goalies are pretty random, especially from year to year. And so they're collecting a few more of them and they'll, they'll smooth the goalies kind of like they're doing this year with the taxi squad and the AHL and the NHL. They do the same thing with the EHL and the AHL just so they get, they get this way. They get three goalies or two goalies playing regular games and and they get a little bit more of a sense, right? Right. Versus you only have two AHL goalies and one plays most of the games and you only get to see one guy a season. So that's not, necessarily well, a, like who as, is as, i mean as a good but, example for that you know just a couple years ago you know for the, let's say for the coyotes for example in the nhl you had uh kemper and ranta in the ahl was aiden hill and hunter miska um and in the echl you had ivan prosvatov as well as uh merrick madsen you know a uh, who i think just retired but because other reasons no idea uh, but he was pretty good when he got a couple of times he got caught up to Tucson. Um, so it just shows you how deep the, the Coyotes decided to go. And it just shows that they're ready. They're ready to keep going. I like it. I like it. So are they, are they going to, they've got some weird. So Kemper has got another year left, but Ranta's going to be a free agent. Aiden Hills and RFA. Prosvetov luckily has a, a couple of years left or no, another year left, but he's not subject to the expansion draft. What, what do you think they're going to do? for the Seattle draft with their goalies. Well, I'm sure they want to h- hold on to Kemper because if we've seen Kemper when he's healthy is d- definitely probably, I-, I can say it one of the better, like one of the top goalies in the league. Oh, for um, sure. So yeah. We're with you. We're with you there. They- they- they'd easily want to keep him. Uh, Ranta he's a solid tandem. Um, but if it shows that Hill or Prosvatov can, can match him in and being a tandem then yeah i could see them try to get rid of ransa you know he's 31 versus the others which are you know in their either mid-20s low 20s so i could see them easily trying to just you know let ransa go that makes that makes sense to me do you think what would they, they want back yeah yeah well they definitely need a center they don't have enough of those they barely even have any <laughs> They do do they have a center? Because let's be yeah. real, Nick, Nick Schmaltz doesn't uh, doesn't uh, doesn't get you hard. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't float your boat. I mean, yeah. and it told me one of the biggest problems is last year, for example, Christian Dvorak was their like top line center, which I'm like, what? How? Why? No <laughs> sense. And I don't get me wrong. I love Christian Dvorak, but is he a t- number one center? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and. Clayton Keller has sometimes moved into the center, but he's mainly a winger. Um, so, but yeah, they don't have a formidable top. You know, they have a top six center, one top six center, and that's a problem. All right. Once again, we're going to continue this conversation with uh, Locked On Sharks. This is Locked On Coyotes that you're listening to right now. Um, in just a little bit, but first we couldn't again. We have a couple more housekeeping items to take care of. Just to let you guys know that we've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land, for quite a while now. And it is the it is got just a reminder, it is the most amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, perfectly tasting protein bar with a hundred percent chocolate on all bars. Again, it is the best tasting protein bar in the market. 
But now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup, we have a Cookie Dough Chunk up against Birthday Cake. That is in this, uh, what are they calling it? The inciting eight matchup for uh, Cookie Dough Chunk and Birthday Cake. Trying to get into the flavorful four where they'll be pasting up cookies and cream. I'll have more thoughts on that later. But on this currently matchup, Cookie Dough Chunk, to me, I, I have to take it. You heard me talk about it last week um, just a little bit with uh, with uh, uh, J.D. Hernandez from Locked on Ducks. And I was like, you know, you just can't ever go wrong with Cookie Dough Chunk. It's just something about it. Just, you know, it takes you back. You know, it takes you back to those childhood memories of, of making, uh, you know, making cookies and eating some of the raw cookie dough. It really does. So that's where my vote is going to go. But you go ahead and take place your own vote. Go to BuiltBar.com or go to at bar, bar underscore Built on Twitter to go ahead and place your vote. Also, don't forget to uh, place an order on your next Built Bar. Go ahead and use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, 15, to get 15% off your next order. Once again, LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And check back again later today to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. A little bit. It's a little It's a little bit of a problem. So Sharks fans who are now embarking on either the beginning or the middle or the some part of a rebuilder, Doug Wilson likes to call it a retool, but let's be reset. real. We're on reset um, now. That's the new yeah. word. The re- resetting. Jar. Sorry, resetting. We've moved from, from retool to reset. Anything yes. re. Um, there are other teams, I think, like the Avalanche and the Lightning, and, and there are plenty others probably who, who have shown what you can do when you have a competent GM and a little bit of luck building around two really high draft picks back-to-back. And the Coyotes have sort of somehow floated by, to be fair, I don't think they've picked in the top like five in a while. Maybe Barrett Hayton was their last one, but it's been, they haven't had the back-to-back picks. They haven't had that many. It's kind of like the, uh, they haven't quite been the, the Oilers, which is another awful example of what to do. But I think the Coyotes stand out as another example of where you don't want to see the Sharks in a few years is they always sort of feel like they're in no man's land heading into the season. And there's not quite a direction for them. And they and the, the thing is that sucks for that case is to me, they always look promising like every single year. And I'm like, I look at this roster and I look at how they did play, how they played last year and some other stats. Yeah. They were a little bit sus, but I'm like, eh, injuries, this injuries, that. I'm like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. healthy team. I think this team can make the playoffs. I say this every freaking year on like on any of my previous podcasts that I've ever done. I'm like the radio shows. I'm just like, Coyotes are going to make the playoffs this year. Mark my word. They're going to make the playoffs. I was right. lucky last year that they made the bubble and they beat Nashville into the actual playoffs. But other than that, like I like I just keep beating myself up with saying that. I don't know why. I mean, I you know, it, it's understandable given sort of the state of the California teams in, in the division and before the realignment this year, they had Edmonton and like Vancouver who were always question marks despite – Connor McDavid and, and Pedersen being in there respectively. And so it, it makes sense. You're like, okay, there's, there's like a spot up for grabs probably. Who's going to be? Why couldn't it be us? They have a fair amount of young talent in terms of being like U26, 27 on the forward core. 
they've created offense for decent stretches at five on five this season. So there's like, and then good goaltending. So there's, while it's not maybe ideal, there's some things that you could sort of see pushing them into a playoff run, but it's, it, but it hasn't quite happened. And I think kind of going back to the point about them not having those draft picks is they've assembled a good amount of young players, but the, there aren't any stars up in, except for chick run. They're just, and I guess Garland, you can call a star at this point, but there's yeah. just, there's no like, Oh yeah, this guy, we, we did it early in the, earlier in the podcast. You pick, four guys you could build around maybe it was it was challenging it was challenging for you to pick five guys i guess we should we should keep them so that's like i don't know it's been the story of the coyotes for uh, for forever since since time eternal or whatever the phrase is yeah that's what it, that's what it feels like and like it's and i'll say this when i first started covering the coyotes like i i barely knew half the team like i, I barely knew anybody on the team it's like wait who's this like this who's this guy supposed to be and then like i slowly started to learn as of course you know i started covering them more but uh even now like i was like, like i'll forget that like lawson kraus some is like you know a top six winger i'm like oh yeah that's Jesus. right yes oh so oh, bad that was uh well, that was florida's pick right florida took him way too high everyone knew it at the time and then the Coyotes Coyotes the traded, thing, and they, they traded for him yeah, they did a smart thing and like try to grab a guy who went high and didn't work out. For sure, and, for sure, for sure. But he just isn't working out. Uh, that reminded me of the year that uh, I think it was the first year I was covering the Tucson Roadrunners um, was when their top line consisted of uh, three players from the first round of the 2015 NHL draft, and uh, Dylan Strome, Nick Merkley and Lawson Quails. It's like, oh my God, like these guys are like, you know, these guys are going to end up being great in the NHL. And then Dylan Strom got traded over to the, uh, to the uh, Blackhawks. God knows where Nick Merkley is now. Um, and Lawson Quails is uh, New Jersey. Nick Merkley is in New Jersey. There he's in, he's in, he's in New that Jersey. was a big, it was Kevin Ball, Nick Merkley and some other rando were traded for Taylor Hall. That's right. That's what it was. And a few draft picks. So, I, so the, the Coyotes did well there and not really giving up much aside from some high draft picks for a good player. So that like that was reasonable, but he's one of those players where like like the Sharks with, with Eric Carlson, like it made sense to trade for another star because you already had a, a good base who had just had a strong playoff run. But the Coyotes weren't adding Taylor Hall to a recent well-performing playoff team they're adding well, taylor hall to this like uh they were adding taylor hall to a team that looked like they're about to make the playoffs because at the at the time right they traded for taylor hall they were number one in the pacific division and they're like well you know if we're really this good let's go get taylor hall then maybe we'll be even more number one and we'll end up just cruising to the playoffs and right right but i, I guess my the but, point is that you know it's, it's an all-in move for a team that isn't even sure if they can make the playoffs so like yeah wait they didn't give up much, but like, don't do that unless you already know that playoffs are a sure thing, and you just need the the tip it over the, the edge there. Yeah, I I can I see what you're getting at. Uh, all right. Well, since since we're on what I'm getting at, do you want to tell us about what you think is going to happen in this weekend's games? They're playing they're playing back to back together, or are they back to back, or just a two game series? I don't know. I don't know the dates. It's back to back. It's a back-to-back. Oh, Always. Shit. The Sharks only play back-to-backs Friday. I love it. Now. I love it. Back-to-backs <laughs> and multiple breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right, Rob. I can see this be a split. Um, I, and, I'll, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll say this probably starts off with a, uh, a Coyotes win. I think mm. the, uh, the Coyotes are probably pretty, pretty upset of how they played against uh, Colorado and Minnesota. And they had a, one good game against Anaheim. I mean, obviously, yes, Colorado, Minnesota, good teams. but They have a couple days rest, right? When was the last time yeah, they played? They Tuesday? Played, yeah, on Tuesday. Okay. And they, they had a shootout win over the uh over the over the avalanche on that which i got it don't know how they did that um, <laughs> uh especially when you do as little shots as they tend to do um aiden hill was great though so i think aiden hill will be will, will be a factor in that first game um i think you know the top maybe they will be assembled a short leash line which is uh garland yeah garland schmaltz and keller who I think, why are these you know, short leash line uh, the name the name originally came from the uh, first couple games against the Blues when they were not playing well defensively. Uh, and Coach Rick Tockett was like, "These guys are on a short leash. If they want to play together, they got to pick their crap up." And after that, they blew up and became like a super top top line and helped them win the series against the, that seven straight games against the Blues. God, that was that was that was that took forever. So then that name stuck. Um, but they. They broke. They broke up a couple times against the Avalanche, against the Wild, because yeah, the entire team was playing like crap. But you know, maybe they'll reassemble them for this, this series against the Sharks, and we'll see Garland be Garland again, and uh, we'll have him blow up. And I think that's probably what we're gonna see. I hope so, man. I hope so. I, the Sharks need to lose so they get a better draft pick, and I'm a big fan of Connor Garland. So I like I like that assessment, Rob. And we're going with the Connor Garland blow up game. <laughs> uh cheers cheers all around to that little guy i'm excited for this yeah he's he's uh, he's been one of my favorite players and I, if you ask anyone who's who's talked to me over the last few years um i watched this guy in tucson and first year i covered him in tucson i think that was his first year in tucson too i'm like i'm like god this guy's gonna be good in the nhl i don't know when he's gonna when he's gonna go maybe next year maybe two years from now it's like man he is gonna be great and then now well look at him now he's He's uh, on a wing for the uh, the, top, the top line for the Coyotes. I love it. I love it. I think we're all yeah. Connor Garland fans here. I don't like to speak for all the other guys, but I'm going to this time. We're, we're Connor I want, Garland I want fans. The Sharks to play. I want the Sharks to trade for Connor Garland. Because yeah, me too. Could, I would, please, I would the Coyotes are going to be dumb and yeah. trade him away for some reason. Just send him on Send him on up the road. I don't know, I, Do I, I, I don't know exactly how uh, how dumb Bill Armstrong is. He's only in his first season still, so I'm still trying to feel him out. See what well, he's, he's like. at least got some experience, right? He was with the Blues for a while. And yeah, he was, teams, so he was the assistant he's not, to the Blues. Um, yeah, so yeah. Was, yeah so he, I mean, he's a little bit, probably, hopefully a little bit smarter than uh, some of the contracts that John, that John Shaker dished out over the last few years. So... Black box analytics, baby. Um, all right, real analytics. <laughs> I know. No, I you know, I there's there's plenty there's plenty of problems wrong with the coyotes. The shaky thing is a whole nother thing on itself, but uh uh Kyle, over to you, big boy. Rob, where can people find you? What do you want to talk about? Uh well, first you can go ahead and uh and uh, follow me over at Robliano One as well as at LO underscore coyotes because again, I cover the, uh, I am at locked on coyotes. Um, so 
that's where that's where I do all my all my coverage. Uh, I also am a the Tucson Roadrunner supporter for FiveForHowling.com. I've been them doing them for about four seasons. Um, but yeah, I, where I get to go in watch watch hockey for free and write about the uh, the little baby the, the bright future. Yeah, the bright <laughs> the, the pops the, the, the super bright future. Um, yeah, it's good 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 stuff on that. Um, and uh, if anyone's ever in Tucson, you can maybe catch any of my work on uh, the radio station I cover for covering the uh, Arizona Wildcats. That's Wildcats Radio twelve ninety. Um, and you again, you, you can hear, you can hear me talking about anything: coyotes, roadrunners, uh, wildcats, maybe sharks, because you guys know that uh, I that's where I'm born and raised from San Jose. So a lot of, a lot of, a lot of mix of everything. Perfect. Uh, so it's Rob Leano one. Um, you can find us on the bird at locked on sharks. You can find us on the email machine at locked on sharks at gmail.com. Uh, the book in the gram JD's doing all that good shit over there. Uh, both locked on sharks So check that out. Uh, if you're not on the first two, Who's not on email? That's a weird thing to say. Uh, you can find uh, JD and all his good shit at my fry hole. Uh, you can find Eric and all his uh, good analytics oh, shit at Foul Ball 15. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, shit's, my shit's good too, man. Kyle's shit is also dank. Uh, it's it's available at Kyle Demetrius. And, and Rob has the, Rob has the good shit at Rob Leano 1, L-E-A-N-O with the number one, uh, and then locked on Coyotes. Rob, thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me on. And that will just about do it for today's episode of Locked On Coyotes crossing over with Locked On Sharks. Um, I want to thank uh, the uh, wonderful guys over there, JD, uh, Kyle, and uh, Eric for all having me on to uh, talk some Coyotes hockey as they once again are up against the San Jose Sharks this weekend with the uh, two games set for uh, this weekend and a bunch, as you uh, you will find out over the next few weeks. But again, that will do it for today's episode. Hope you guys are in uh, enjoyed today's episode. If you did, don't forget to leave a review as well as to uh, subscribe if you're to already. Um, once again, we are available everywhere you get your podcasts. And uh, also interact with us on social media. Once again, I'm Rob Leonio one and at LO underscore Coyotes. If you haven't heard earlier, as I was telling it to, my, to the guys at Locked on Sharks. And uh, a couple other things, too. Don't forget to also check out Locked on Sharks. They're doing some really good stuff over there. Um, because, well, we had a crossover with them. So I'm going to go ahead and give them a shout out. Be sure to check them out as well if you want to know anything else going on with the, uh, the guys over in uh in san jose but um yeah i hope you guys again all had a uh a great last week and uh looking forward to you know jumping back on to a regular schedule once again hopefully nothing else comes up uh but once again thanks everyone for listening to today's episode hope you guys are staying safe hope you guys are staying healthy and don't forget to howl on mm-hmm.